0: T.G. Brandfault, and you are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. The Gondrepreneur.com podcast gives us an opportunity to speak directly with entrepreneurs and experts who are working on the front lines of the industry to normalize cannabis through responsible business, education, and activism. As your host, I will do my best to try to bring you actionable information to help you plan, grow, and manage your cannabis business. Uh, Today, I'm joined by David Barraquette. He is the ShowGrow CEO. He's got some dispensaries in uh, Nevada and California. Uh, How are we doing today, David? I'm Uh, doing great. Doing great. How about you? It's a very strange day. Jeff Sessions was confirmed yesterday, so I'm still trying to wrap my head around that, Um, and we might get to that a little bit later. Um, But, before we do, uh, I want to talk about you. Let's start with your background. Um, What did you do before getting involved in the cannabis industry?
1: You know, early on, I got into real estate. That was kind of my first career Um, and uh, built you know, built a, a mini real estate empire. It wasn't very big, but it was a century 21 franchise. Uh, it was, uh, it was a good learning expense. experience kind of gave me the, the foundation for, for bringing some of the, the business acumen to the cannabis industry. And that was kind of my, my first taste of business. And then, uh, quickly moved into this, um, you know, shortly after,
0: So tell me about the experience, uh, opening your first dispensary. What was that like? And and during that process, what were you looking for in partners and employees?
1: yeah it was crazy it was a pretty interesting time and we actually partnered with somebody uh, to, uh, to manage his facility and it was uh, it was a great project at the time and I was really excited to know anything about the industry really I mean I knew cannabis but uh, but not in the depths that you would have to know to be uh, really great at retailing and uh, you know we took over this facility and you know, right out of the gate, we, we started doing pretty well and, uh, we kind of just developed it as we went. And, uh, one of my partners did have some experience and he showed up a couple days in and he was like, you guys don't have enough products on the shelves. What's going on? And I was just like, man, I don't know anything about this. Um, but you know, from there we just kind of learned and, um, I, I learned a lot early on from my employees because really, uh, they were the ones that were in tune with the industry. Uh, they're the boots on the ground. And like, even today, that's really where, you know, you know, that's where we get our swagger from. That's where, you know, that's where all the knowledge is derived from really, uh, is, is from, is from the folks that are in the store. Uh,
0: so, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those things were learned early on. What what state was your first dispensary in? California. And so, how did you kind of evolve, you know, that business model and expand into Nevada? What what's, what what did that entail? What's that story?
1: Uh, you know, when the Nevada market kind of was going online, I think there was a lot of interest. Right the 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 operators of the world descended on Nevada to find a home and we did the same thing. Uh, You know, I started coming out here and, and uh, you know, if anything, it was just a good excuse to come to Vegas once a month. Um, And uh, you know, we met with a lot of people, talked to a lot of people about what we're doing in California. Uh, We always felt like, you know, being from California that, you know, we were, we were better set up to succeed in Nevada. And, you know, we kind of went through the process of, of, of meeting a lot of different, a lot of different owners, uh, a lot of different personalities, uh, you know, and, and, and we landed on a group that, that are just really, really great guys. And, uh, you know, they gave us, uh, they gave us the reins to do our thing. Uh, you know, we, we originally slow played the market out here and, uh, we didn't end up doing cultivation and manufacturing because you know, there just wasn't a market to support it at the time. Uh, and we built, we brought out our, you know, our California dispensary model. Um, and it was, uh, it was met, you know, uh, w- with a lot of, a lot of happy faces, you know, people were coming in, they're like, man, it's, it's, great to see a California dispensary, you know, uh, in, in Nevada, a, a lot of people that, that live here are from California. A lot of people that, uh, you know, you know, that that consume cannabis in Nevada, you know, They've been to California. They've seen the shops. They've seen the product. There's a lot of California influence out here. So you know, we just did our thing. Put OGs on the board. You know, put put other California products that uh, you know, you know that that are you know just quintessential uh, products that 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 people would would want, right? Uh, and it, it just was a smooth transition.
0: And with both of those markets opening up for recreational now, what are you guys doing to prepare for that? And, you know, what is your kind of anticipation? Um, You know, what are you anticipating uh, happening in both those states? I
1: anticipate these two states blowing up. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, that California is the largest market in the country. Uh, it's uh, you know it, it's poised to absolutely explode. I mean, we've had uh, you know about a million patients in that market, and. You know what's what's coming in California with with rec. You know, although it, it, you know it, it's been relatively easy for people to uh, to get a rec and go to the shops, it's still not something that everybody's comfortable with. And uh, you know, you know, people think that you know you're gonna be on you know a registry somewhere. Or, you know, when you when you go to apply for a job, sometime somebody's gonna be able to dig up that you know you're a cannabis consumer or, or whatever. You know, gun owners. Uh, you know, feel the same way. Um, So there's a lot of people that never entered the marketplace and there's a lot more cannabis consumers out there uh, that, that, that just aren't in it. So yeah, my expectation is that, uh, you know, the, the market could very well 10 X, you know, there's no, there's no reason why it wouldn't, you know, we know that the million people that, that are, that are, you know, cardholders now, they are your, you know, they are your core business and they will be the core business after, you know, you have your, uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're going to have always the, the people that are cannabis enthusiasts that will be your core business and then there's just gonna open up a market to a whole lot of people that will be occasional smokers you know um, you know once a week or even once a month um, but when you when you add up the numbers on that and you wind up with you know a pretty big market and, and the you know the the medicinal numbers should pale in comparison and uh, you know in Nevada um, you know strategically, you know there's, there's there's no reason why we wouldn't want to be here we're so close and this market um you know, unlike California, it just it doesn't have the population. But uh, when Rec comes, you know, the 42 million visitors a year can purchase. Uh, you know, they're 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 flying into to Las Vegas. Uh, you know, with the purpose of lowering inhibitions. So you know, there's there's no reason why you know this market isn't going to just explode too. You know, my expectation is that these two markets will 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 easily uh, be the two largest in the
0: country. And so, so with both of you know, <clears throat> excuse me, with um, the expansion happening. Yeah, I mean it's happening all over the, all over the U.S. You got Eastern states now, you know that are that are going full wreck. Um, so there's so there's a lot of opportunity to enter the market. But what are some of the barriers that you think uh, exist as an entry to 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 the market under in the current business climate?
1: I mean the. There's a number of barriers to entry. It just, it depends how equipped you are to, uh, to deal with them. You know, we've, we've built a business that, uh, you know, that's comprised of uh, people with a lot of different talents. And, uh, you know, although we're great at cannabis, we're also great at business. And, uh, you know, transitioning into the, you know, in, you know into this, you know, regulated market and every regulated market is different. And, uh, you know, it's just it's imperative that you have uh, somebody in-house that's doing compliance. And, you know, we happen to have somebody that's phenomenal. Uh, it's, uh, it's imperative that... Uh, uh, you understand the market that you're getting into. Uh, something that happened in Nevada uh, was that nobody understood the market they were getting into. You know, and when locations were opening, there was eight thousand patients. Uh, you know, and, and you know that wasn't going to support a bustling market. Um, you know, I still see a lot of that, and, and you know, it, it, there's this notion that. You know, you you sell a gram of weed and and your bank account, uh, you know, automatically has a million dollars in it. And that's just like so far from the truth, you know. Uh, So, you know, a lot of guys are jumping into the industry thinking that, you know, all you got to do is get the license and open the doors. Uh, But, you know, it's just not the case. And there's there's certainly some great markets out there that will be will be opening up. Uh Massachusetts will be one of them. Uh you know, everybody predicts that Florida will also be one of them. Um you know, and we we'll, we'll see how things kind of play out, but nevertheless, uh you know, you're talking about, you know, smaller states than where we're working. Uh they don't have the same kind of tourism. Uh, and when every prospectus that gets sent to me is basically using black market numbers, it's, it's, it's really hard to, you know, to really understand, uh, what, you know, what the value of these businesses are. So, you know, it's, it's experience. It's just, it's, it's having done it, that, that, that gives you the ability to really understand what you're doing. Um, because, yeah, when you ask what are the barriers to entry, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> you know, there's a, it's a there's a lot. You know, this is a you know, there's a heavily heavily regulated space. You know, nobody's trying to nobody's trying to legalize cannabis
0: and and uh, and have reefer madness on their hands. You know. <laughs> so I, I this this is actually kind of leading into uh, this this quote that I'm gonna that I'm gonna. Uh, read back to you that, that you had said. But before we do that, we've got to take a quick break. This is the Gondrepreneur.com podcast.
2: This episode of the Gondrepreneur.com podcast is made possible by Name.com, a global provider of domain name, web hosting, and email services. Every successful cannabis business needs an online presence, and every successful online presence begins with a domain. From your website to your email address, a good domain is easy for your customers to remember, it looks nice on a business card or billboard, and it reflects the true identity of the project it represents. It's important to reserve your domain early on when you are starting your business, as you may find that the .com address for your preferred brand or concept has already been taken. If somebody has already purchased the ideal .com for your business, they might be willing to sell it. But if they aren't, you may have to get creative with one of the new alternate domain extensions, such as .co, .club, .shop, or even .farm. Reserve your domain name today at name.com slash If you are a domain name investor or venture capital firm interested in acquiring or advertising premium cannabis domains, go to the Gondrepreneur domain market to browse a wide variety of names, including strains.com, cannabismedia.com, mj.com and countless others discover branding opportunities for your next startup and learn about listing your premium domain names for sale at gondrepreneur.com domains sponsored by name.com
0: Hey, we're back. This is the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm T.G. Brandfault, your host. I'm here with David Barraquette, the ShowGrow CEO. Um, before we took the break, we were talking about you know the barriers to entry, the, the current market. Um, you've said that legalization and regulation don't create a market. They simply allow it to exist. Now, it's my opinion that cannabis regulations are too onerous. Uh, they don't actually allow for free markets. You know, it, It's it's often, you know, on ballots and stuff, it says, you know, to, to regulate tobacco, like, or cannabis, like alcohol, uh, there's a bill to regulate it like tobacco in New Jersey. That's, you know, probably going to get killed, but, you know, so, uh, so for me, when I, when I read that quote, that's what I think, you know, is, is that, you know, there's too many regulations and it's not regulated like alcohol is whatsoever. So I, I, is that what people should take away from that quote or, you know, did you mean something entirely different?
1: Um, well, you know, I could lie to you and tell you that I meant a whole lot of things, (laughs) but, uh, you know, what you're saying, I think is, I think there's a lot of truth to it. Um, and, uh, you know, that, 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 you know, to a degree, yes, I'm alluding to that, but what really, you know, what really I'm saying is just pretty simplistic. Uh, when a new territory goes online, and they are, like, all the time, uh, you know, everybody goes bananas, and, and you know, it's like, the it, it, they just think that it's guaranteed success, and That's not the case. You know, there's, there's a lot of contributing factors and, and one of which is exactly what you just said. I mean, the, you know, the fact that, you know, the fact that they can be over-regulated and over-taxed, uh, those are, those are reasons why, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's not really a great market um and you know although uh we're legalizing and we have a framework that's going in place uh you know there's still a lot of crazy things that are going on out there and you know to a degree uh, you know, I think there's some really good regulators that are trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out so that they don't tax us out of the market. And, and, and forget about taxing us out of the market. You know, the, the fact is, is that creates that, that doesn't create the black market. It will it will let the black market continue to exist and thrive. Um, so, yeah. So simply, you know, simply putting an ordinance together uh, isn't. Uh, you know, a key component uh, to a successful uh, cannabis market. You know, what What I meant by that, really, I mean, is that there's more to evaluating markets viability than the mere fact that it's been legalized in a town near you. You know, there's, uh, you know... There's a lot of excitement over cannabis uh, and it's created this, uh, you know, this mentality that success is given uh, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, Every day I speak with investors looking to jump in um, uh, and, you know, I try to get people to understand uh, that this is a very serious, highly competitive industry. And, you know, it's not to be just taken lightly. so that's in essence what the quote means. Um, but I do agree that we're, you know, we're operating in an imperfect regulatory model uh, that can be very difficult to navigate, and that's due to the grassroots nature of this movement. Laws were typically enacted at the highest level, and the framework is then passed down to smaller governments for them just to follow the rules in place. Uh, you know, but due to the unwillingness to reverse prohibition, the onus has been put on, you know, local city councils, uh, you know, and the city attorneys to enact complex marijuana law. Uh, and like I said earlier, you know, the, the fear of, of legalizing cannabis, uh, and, and winding up with reefer madness in, in your hometown, uh, is not something that a lot of them want. So, you know, they, so they do regulate it heavily, uh, because they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to be the city and they don't want to be the people that, you know, that, that, that caused something bad to happen in their town. So it's understandable. Um, so, you know, and we've also seen voter-backed initiatives that pass uh, and leave everyone a little bit confused about how to operate uh, or the city on how to regulate because they haven't really been properly vetted to the degree that, you know, most, most laws would be.
0: Well, and it's not something that regular, regulators are used to dealing with until it's implemented. You know, I mean, in much of the same way that... Um, it, you know i've spoken to a lot of uh you know operators who say it's really hard to find good people because you know you you don't have a whole lot of people with experience in the cannabis industry
1: yeah that's right i mean you you don't you need you need to train people um and and a lot of times you know the people with the experience um You know, unless it's a, you know, unless it's somebody that's really honed their craft, uh, they're, you know it's not always, you know, it's not always the best choice, you know, for us, we like to train people, you know, cannabis knowledge is not a prerequisite, you know, in fact, it's, uh, it's, it's sometimes, uh, you know, it's obviously it's, it's different for every job. I and mean, we have, we have all kinds of different jobs in this industry and, and, and in our business. And of course, if, you know, you're you're getting a higher level job and in, in cultivation. You have to know about it and you have to be good at it. Uh, but if you're coming into a dispensary uh, to, to 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 get a job uh, at Show Grow, uh, you know all you got to do is is have some personality and uh, and be and, you know and have some charisma and uh, you know and that and that and that's all it boils down to for us. You know I can teach you about cannabis, uh, but I can't teach charisma. You know I can't teach somebody how to, you know, how to smile and, and chat with people and, uh, you know, and make, and make lifetime patients out of them. That's, that, that's something that a lot of people, you know, they just
0: inherently have. Well, and you come from not the cannabis industry, you come from real estate. What other, um, you know, with your employees and, and the people you work with, you know, where else do you see them coming from? Well... You know, to be perfectly honest, I I, I give a lot of people their first jobs,
1: (laughs) you know, and uh, a lot of times it's the food and beverage industry, but... You know, it's uh, it, it, it's one of those things. Like everybody kind of has their their first jobs, um, and that that's why uh, re- you know looking at people's resumes for positions like that uh, is very little importance to me. Um, you know, to comb through resumes to find out you know that you've had your first job at a, you know at a uh, you know at a fast food restaurant or uh, you know on a golf course or you know wherever um, you know. It, whether it, you know, it doesn't matter really what it's specific to because it's not something that, you know, is going to have given you all the skills you need to be successful in cannabis. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, on the retail side, it really just, it starts with personality. It's all about personality. It's all about, uh, is how, how you connect with patients and how comfortable you make people. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, the cannabis knowledge comes and, You know, we build a culture in ShowGrow that is such that, you know, it's a a point of pride to know everything about cannabis. Uh, You know, I don't I don't have to I don't have to teach it in depth because they want to learn it. They want to be good at their jobs. They want to be able to provide that best service. Because, you know, uh, the girls and guys that work there are competitive with each other, uh, you know, so and that's and that's always been a point of pride
0: in our company. And we've always, uh, you know, we've always really encouraged that. And what's your management style like? You're a CEO. You know, how closely do you work as far as the day to day operations go?
1: You know, I built the retail side. uh you know, to a large degree with, uh, w- with a, with a manager that managed, uh, all of our facilities and, uh, and my partners and I got out of it for some time while I was really doing the branding. Um, and actually just recently I got back into it. Um, and it's been a lot of fun and, uh, you know, the reason I got back into it is kind of cause I missed it it's a grind, but at the same time, I have a lot of people now surrounding me. and I have a lot of support and, uh, you know, although it, it is kind of all consuming, it's, it's really like, is a, is a really enjoyable experience uh, to work with so many young people and to really see them enjoy what they do. Um, you know, my management experience, uh, my management style, is uh, you know is, is, is basically positivity. you know in a nutshell, if I could use one word, it's positivity. Um, this is all about culture. Cannabis is all culture and cannabis consumers are savvy, uh, they're cool and uh, you know and they want that to be reflected in the the stores they go to. And, uh, you know, what, what we're building here is just this culture where, uh, everybody loves coming to work every day. And I want you to love coming to work every day. And, you know, we have, we have three major focuses and, you know, none of them have to do with making money. Uh, you know the, the the first thing and the utmost important is patience first. We are a customer service driven business. We are all about customer service. We want to give the best customer service. Um, and you know I want those value ads to separate us. That's what I want people to say about us when they when they come into our facilities for the first time. And the second thing we do is employees. It's all about the employees. We take care of the employees. We want them to love where they work, and we also, you know, want the employees to take care of the employees. Uh, we, you know, we 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 want them to just build those relationships uh, and enjoy themselves. And uh, and uh, you know, when when that happens, what I said earlier about not having to train them on cannabis, uh, you don't because when they love where they work. Uh, they 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 learn it because uh, because they want to be there and they know that to be here uh, you have to you got to know your job you got to know your stuff you got to be good at it uh, because your your shift leads ahead of you and your managers ahead of them uh, they all know all their stuff you know, and and uh, so you know that's that's the culture that that I like to create, so that everybody can kind of can can kind of look around and see that that everybody's working together, everybody loves what they do, and everybody thinks cannabis is great, and it should be. I mean, could you imagine working in a cannabis shop and you know and hating what you do? Like that's you know that's 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 pretty sad, you know. Uh, so that that's really helped us uh, separate ourselves from the pack. You know, and then the last thing we do uh, is community. You know, we do community outreach. You know, we want to be a part of every community we're in. Uh, You know, we don't do it to drive sales. Uh, We do it to, you know, help familiarize uh, people that wouldn't typically be familiar with cannabis. Uh, We want them to see uh, what we're all about and who we are. And, you know, we're not bad guys. And, uh, you know, a lot of the bud tenders go and, uh, you know, and volunteer. Uh, or, uh, you know, they meet people that they're, that, you know, from different charities that we're working with, you know, we just, we're changing minds, you know, people see that and they're like, wow, you know, you guys, you you guys are good people. Imagine that. Uh, you know, so those are our focuses. That's what, that's what we focus on. You know, that's my management style. You know, I try to, I try to, you know, Really, you know, dig deep with all of our employees and give everybody the benefit and chance to succeed. Uh, and I've, I've groomed a lot of young employees and I've given a lot of young people uh, opportunity where you know they wouldn't get it anywhere else and i know they wouldn't and you know we have uh you know we have managers uh, as young as 24 years old uh managing facilities that uh you know are you know these are extremely valuable assets that are being managed by 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 young kids but you know that's what the, they, they want it they want it, and they have what it takes to be successful in cannabis now. Um, so, you know, does that mean we don't give them the support system that they need on the back end to succeed? Yeah, of course we do. You know, but uh, you know, but on the front lines, boots on the ground, I want I want all these young kids to succeed. And I want them to be a part of it, and uh, I want them to buy in. You know, because you know, we're. You know, this isn't a company for me You know, it's it, it's a company For everybody that works for us And, uh, you know, and they see the growth And they see the opportunity And, you know the upward mobility in our business is massive so you know and they can see it you know in a lot of in a lot of jobs this day and age you you can't see your opportunities you can't see uh, you know where where your job today that's you know making you 12 bucks an hour uh, can lead in a few short years if you just grind it out you know and work hard keep your head down and and in fact like actually really like what you do uh you know instead of uh you know working on a on an assembly line or or you know or you know doing something but that seems to be you know not not what uh kids of today want to be doing anyway i guess uh but yeah so that's it man like we're just we're just trying to to give people opportunities and and uh be a part of the community you know and and, and take care of our patients
0: so, I want to stay on this uh, theme of uh, culture and uh, community. But before we do that, we got to take our last break. I'm TG Brandfold. This is the Gontrepreneur.com podcast.
2: At Gontrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of canna bias, which is when a mainstream business whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gondrepreneur.com Business Service Directory a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis-friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gontrepreneurcom slash businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today.
0: Hey, welcome back to the com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfold. I'm here with David Barricott, uh ShowGrow CEO. Uh, before the break, we we're talking about culture and, um, you know, inevitably, well-funded big business is going to enter the space which, you know, a lot of grassroots people put you know, we're, we're, we're the forefounder, you know, the, the founders of, of everything that exists now. So there's, you know, there's a lot of fear about well-funded big business getting involved in many States such as New York and Minnesota, you know, they're already there operating the, the medical, uh, programs there. Um, you know, what's your take on this as an operator and, and how are smaller operators, uh, preparing for this, you know, inevitability? Yeah, that's that. That's something that I've given a lot of thought to, uh, and
1: I do get asked that question. And um, you know, I'm a pretty firm believer that the cannabis industry um, is not is not going to go the way of uh, of big business, you know, overnight one, uh, and. You know, I don't really see it going, you know, to this kind of generic cannabis, uh, you know, mass produced, uh, you know, widely available um, model where, you know, the where your your kind of boutique product and uh, your 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 craft product if you will ceases to exist i mean i don't know a cannabis consumer uh that isn't like super into what it is they're consuming and uh you know if 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 cannabis is just something that kind of falls flat um it's it's not that exciting and i think like in part you know Consuming cannabis isn't just about getting high. Like, even if, you know, even if you're talking about, you know, medicinal, recreational, whatever, whoever it is, if it, you know, if you are, you know, and especially, you know, if you're a recreational consumer, uh, and habitual consumer, um, You know, it's the ritual. Like, it's so much of it's the ritual, and it's you know, it's 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 your peace, and you know, it's, uh, I mean, shit, four twenty. I mean, like. You know, it's just like, it's, it is what it is, you know? And, uh, I just don't see that type of consumer, you know, and, and cannabis consumers are a very, very savvy consumer. Uh, you know, that is something that is lost on a lot of people that are not from this space. that don't understand this space. You know, they think that they're just going to mass produce, uh, you know, a bunch of weed and they're going to throw it on the shelves and what weeds weed, right? Uh, that's like, it couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, You know, it's a surefire way uh,
0: to not get anybody to come back. So you've you've said a couple of times now that that you know cannabis consumers are this real you know savvy consumer. Why do you think that this is? Well, you know, uh, I think that
1: you know that 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 kind of you know follow falls into what we you know we're just talking about. It's 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 that you know it's something that they care about you know it's 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 a um, it's a ritual uh, it's an interest it's a hobby um, and you know cannabis uh, you know it, it makes people more conscientious um, you know I think that, you know, I don't think that we need uh, any real in-depth studies uh, to find out that, uh, you know, the the, the the consumers of cannabis uh, are, you know, by and large, a more caring people, a more thoughtful people. Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, the, you know, the, the the stoner stigma that's associated with cannabis is, you know, a, you know, is in part true, Uh But, you know, it's But the same is true For everybody that consumes cannabis Not everybody that is a stoner uh, You know, stigmatized uh, You know, consumer uh, You know, is going to is going to not be the same as everybody in the sense that you're going to have your professionals that consume. And, uh, you, you know, you, you're going to have your, your, your elderly folks that consume and, the one common thread here, you know, is not that they're all kind of, you know, these, uh, you know, that they're straight off, you know, half baked. It's that, you know, they're they're kind of just a, a lot more kind of thoughtful and giving. And, you know, I think that a lot of that comes with can- with cannabis. And, you know, when when people ask me about, you know, the rec market and like, you know, the you know, well, medicinal has value, you know, and, and we know that, so we should legalize medicinal, but, but rec, you know, there's no, there's no good in that. Why should we legalize rec? And, um, I think that that's, that's so short sighted because a world where cannabis is available to everybody all the time, uh, you know, is, is going to be a better place. You know, I can, I can, I can guarantee that.
0: Hey, well, and you—you've yeah, got people too that are, you know, self-medicating, and they've been doing it for years. You know, I've—I've I've said on this uh, on this podcast several times. You know, I use low-dose cannabis products to, for my anxiety, and had these been available to me when I was much younger, you know, it, it, I sometimes wonder. You know, maybe I would have done a little better in college. Maybe I would have, you know. You know, done this a little differently or done that a little differently. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, in my opinion, uh, medical's great. You know, I mean, you know, all the all the pro, you know, when when I hear, Le, you know, Governor LePage out in Maine saying, oh, well, we got to get rid of medical marijuana now that, you know, we're going to have a recreational market. That's absurd. You know that's that's an absurd thing to me, but at the, at the same time, you know, you do have some people who you know don't meet the state criteria who are using it for anxiety, using low doses, and and so you know, I, so I, I to your point that that there's more to recreational than people who just want to go get stoned.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's <laughs> you, know, you definitely definitely, and you know it's. You know, it's a well documented fact that, uh, you know, cannabis abuse in youth, in the undeveloped brain, can cause harm. Um, You know, and, 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 you know, that, that, that's something that, you know, has been, has been, has been, has been studied and documented and proven. And, and, uh, you know, because it can slow brain development. But, there's there's zero you know negative impact that has been proven uh, for adult use, um, and I think the social benefits of it are you know are, are are just massive especially if you're if you're comparing it to what the risks are because the risks are nil <laughs> you could it could only get better right i mean you you're not causing harm um you know and and of course people have to be responsible you know there's no doubt that there's a responsibility component to it um but you know that's uh you know that's something that comes with the territory too you know it's like you know i i think that that also you know i see and this isn't true for everyone but i see cannabis consumers that that uh that are responsible you know and and i think that uh, that has something to do with you know being thoughtful and kind of uh, and being more caring and and all that kind of stuff that comes
0: with uh you know, was getting so high. I, we're, we're running a bit uh, long here, but I do want to get your opinion as an, as an owner, as an operator um, on the Trump administration and, you know, specifically the, the opinions of Jeff Sessions as they relate to cannabis. Are you guys worried? Uh,
1: you know, I just, I try not to focus on the things I can't control. And, you know, I do everything that is inside of my control. And the, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, this is a very big business. Um, you know, it's, it's not going away, you know? Um, and I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that really it's, it's something that they're going to spend their bandwidth on doing, um, you know, it would be an incredibly unpopular thing to do. Um, so, you know, typically, um, you know, when, when public support is on the side of cannabis, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's where it ultimately land. Um, you know, I know in this day and age, people are questioning whether um, majorities matter. But, you know, in, th- in this particular case, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily, you know, on the forefront, uh, uh, you know, and at the top of the list of. You know of things they want to get to, so so for you, the sky's not falling. No, man, the sky's never falling. You know, this is you know, it's like you know, it's it's all good. Like you know, it's all good. You know, and and uh, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I know a lot of people are freaking out. Um, and you know, cool freak out but for us you know I'm just going to keep my head down and just keep working and doing the right thing like you know I'd be nervous too if I was you know if I, if I was you know not doing the right thing but you know I can open up the doors to my business anytime and show anybody what it is we do and how we do it. Um, and you know, if you can take a look at what we do and you know, you know, a show bro, like we are proud of what we do. Uh, and you know, and the reason that we, we, we built a model like that. And the reason we do that is because, you know, we are breaking down barriers we are changing minds and, and like i have been doing that as long as i've been in this industry and you know and it's and it's you know i've seen i've seen you know the, the most vehemently opposed you know change their minds when they come to our facilities because uh, you know how you know, <laughs> how could you hate this it's you know it it's, it's not doing anything to harm you and you know all these young kids that are working here uh you know they're not monsters and uh you know and we have you know beautiful well built out uh well lit secure facilities uh you know we pay our taxes uh you know we we participate in the community we you know we give back a lot and you know those are the things I can control you know I can't control anything else so so you know I don't I I guess I guess I just I don't want to waste time worrying about stuff that I can't control I want to worry about you know just 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 building a great business and uh and you know we'll we'll see you know like this isn't the first time there's been adversity in this industry you
0: know on adversity exactly my final question uh, is what advice do you have for entrepreneurs looking to enter the cannabis space
1: I guess what I would say is uh, that you gotta work hard you know it's just like there is nothing given in this industry Uh, it is all hard work Um, and it's like it's, it's it's unrelenting perseverance because uh you are you are going to get kicked, like not once, uh, probably twice or three. You, it is it is unrelenting. You will you will get knocked down Uh, in cannabis. You get knocked down even in the best of situations. Um, And, and that's not to say that, you know, that's not, that's not like an ultra negative thing. Don't get into the industry. It's just that, you know, like, again, I go back to this thing, you know, we are breaking down barriers. We are changing minds. There are still a lot of foolish people that, that, you know, don't want to believe their eyes, you know, when they see, you know, a product that cures people. Uh, and, and, and they still rally against us. Um, so, you know, that, that, that to me is, is really, that's, you know, that's, that's the, you know, that's the biggest component to it. Now, you know, honestly, uh, you know, that's kind of the fun part too, though. You know, you got to understand that, uh, you know, We're educating people on... You know, on on a plant that's got, it's, you know, truly amazing. And, uh, that's, you know, that's rewarding. That's rewarding for everybody that's involved. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the other bit of advice I would give people is, uh, if you're getting in for monetary gain and that's your only motivation to enter, uh, I tell you that uh, don't bother, you know, because, uh, If you're not a true believer in what this plant can do, uh, you know, you have you have very little chance of succeeding right now. Uh, it's inevitable that at some point, uh, you know, this industry will become such that it's like every other industry. And, and uh, you know, and, and like you said earlier, there will be, uh, you know, th- there will be that kind of mass produced, uh, you know, corporate weed uh, that's commoditized and fluctuates with the markets. Um, and, and then, you know, th- there will be an opportunity if, 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 if money is, your only goal um, but uh, you know there's more than enough to go around in this industry uh, and You know, if you're, if you're really, uh, if you're touching people's lives with cannabis and you're affecting real social change in the community, uh, to me, it's inevitable that that leads to a great deal of success. Uh, you know, that's success, that's happiness. Um, you know, and that's, that's in your business life and that's in your personal life. Uh,
0: so, you know, cannabis is great. (laughs) Well, um I really want to thank you for for coming on our show today, you know, it, um it's it's rare that you know we get an opportunity to really speak to somebody who, you know, is is in a management position, CEO of a dispensary, you know, I, I talk to a lot of uh um, you know, po- policy people and uh um you know, people of that nature. So, so this is, for me, this is, you know, one of the first conversations uh, that I've been able to have on this show uh, to cover the sort of um, these sort of topics that we discussed. So thank you so much for appearing on our show. Um, Do you, would you like to uh, just tell everyone, you know, how they can find out more about, you know, your dispensaries, where they're located before we go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can just go to showgrow.com. We got a location in downtown LA, uh, off uh, San Pedro and the 10 or the 10 in San Pedro, I should say. Uh, We're in Santa Ana. We're uh, on St. Gertrude Street. Uh, You know, you'll find us on Weed Maps for all our locations. Uh, You know, go to showgrow.com. You can check out, you know, the shops, the pictures, kind of see what we're all about. Um, And then we're down at Ramona. Ramona's in San Diego County um, you know just a cool little spot uh, you know out in the countryside it's, it's really awesome and, and we're 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 kind of in a small town and it's got a small town vibe and uh and and all the tenders that work there they they know everybody in town everyone knows them and it's like <laughs> it's a trip but it's really cool and, and and you know we've become a part of that community to agree and 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 everybody's loving it um so that that's a cool project and uh and then vegas um you know, we're up near the Summerlin area, uh, off of the two hundred and fifteen in Tropicana. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, we we aim to be like the the top customer service brand, the top value added brand. Um, you know, we don't want people to come into our stores. Uh, you know to simply get, you know, the the rock bottom basement product and price and, and mass quantities. Like we're we're an experience. Uh, you know, we're we're a store that when people come to us, we want them to think like, oh, cool. This is like, this is my kind of vibe. This is my kind of spot, um, you know, and uh, and you get excited about coming back to see the girls and everybody knows you by name. Uh, and, and that's what we're about, you know? So uh, that's how we built our business and that's how we've enjoyed our success. Uh, so yeah, we're, you know, we're just gonna keep rocking. And we have a number of new locations coming, too. So stay tuned. We've got seven coming in 2017.
0: That's, that's exciting news, man. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch when uh, you start rolling them out. But uh, thanks again for joining us on today's uh, episode. All right. Thank you very much. You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com and the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Sebastiano. I've been your host, T.G. Branfault.